0: Greetings and welcome to Let's Talk About Books, baby, where we talk with your favorite LGBTQ authors. This is Anita Kelly, and my guest today is Anna Hartnett-Reichard. Hi, Anna.
1: Hey, Anita. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, thanks for being
0: on. How are you doing?
1: I am great. I'm just, you're my first podcast, so I'm so stoked.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. All right. I, I like to be the first.
1: There you go. You, you got it in. <laughs>
0: so, Anna, let's, let's talk about books. Let's talk about your book.
1: Let's do it. Yeah. All coming right. Out tomorrow.
0: Tomorrow. That is awesome. I'm so, pretty excited. It's coming out and tomorrow is September 1st. It's coming out September 1st. Um, and what is it called?
1: So it's called Catching Feelings. All right. A uh, little bit of a double entendre there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right. So Catching Feelings, and um, it's coming out tomorrow. And, and tell us all about it. What is Catching Feelings about?
1: Yeah. So Catching Feelings is the second book of the Alder series. Uh, the first book is Changing Majors. Um, Catching Feelings is different main characters. But there are a couple of cameos from the first book. And Catching Feelings is about um, Andy, or Andy Foster, who is a catcher on the Alder Lions softball team. She is a little reserved, a little quiet. She is an only child and is dealing with a sick parent. And it's kind of one of the types of people who, you know, doesn't like to take up a lot of space if she doesn't need to. But much to the starting pitcher, Maya's dismay, she's named not only the starting catcher, but also the captain of the team. And Maya is not happy about it. So um, they have a a lot to get over um, to be able to work together and kind of lead their team to some wins and hopefully a national championship. Um, And, you know, they they might be super attracted to each other on top of that. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Ah, a catcher pitcher love story. I love it.
1: What could go wrong? Uh, Not much, really.
0: (laughs) So, um, Alder, for our listeners who don't know, what is Alder? You said that she's an Alder softball player.
1: Yeah, so Alder University is a fictional Catholic college in the North Georgia mountains, um, established in the late 1800s, I believe I might have to fact check myself. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So yeah, the older series is just kind of like a glimpse of, you know, a couple of different, well, four different love stories um, throughout the college years. So even though there are different um, leads in each book, they're all the same cohort. So they will all graduate together. And you will see you know, kind of continuing storylines throughout and definitely more cameos to come. That is a
0: really a unique concept to, um, you know, write about uh, different years in college. So I'm going to I want to ask you, you know, the first one, right, is called Changing Majors.
1: Yep.
0: Um, And when did Changing Majors come out?
1: Changing majors came out uh, December twenty twenty one, so last year.
0: Okay, so yeah. not not too long ago, like not,
1: not too long ago, no. <laughs> a
0: half a year ago, maybe. And and what is changing majors about?
1: So changing majors is really like the quintessential freshman year of college, um, where you just. Don't know anything about anything. You're a little lost, and not only are you lost, but you're also confused about your sexuality, or at least Bailey Sullivan is, who is our protagonist. Um, and she is from Savannah, so going kind of from one, you know, Georgia, southern place to another, and not feeling like she has the freedom to come out, um, especially. You know, I think we're all feeling that right now, kind of with all the laws passing and legislation being um, passed that make LGBTQ plus people feel like they, you know, might not be safe. And Mm -hmm. she's definitely one of those people. Um, And everyone is kind of confused about what the school policy is. Um, So she has a lot to overcome, a lot to figure out. And she does indeed or maybe not change majors. You'll just have to read and find out.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So um, how did you choose a Catholic private college in the Georgia mountains as the setting for your novels?
1: Uh, So that's a great question. I think I wanted it to feel kind of removed and like, kind of held in this different spot like I feel like if if we're lucky enough to have a great college experience that time in our lives is pretty precious mm-hmm. and um, I just liked the idea of all of these people and protagonists of my books just kind of experiencing this all together um, in know in a bit of a world away okay. uh, and then I wanted it to be a Catholic college because I, I grew up Catholic, and I think you know a, a lot of people have that religious background, no matter what it might be. That uh, either they lean into, and that's great, or they lean away from, and that's fine too. And I thought that was an interesting place to to have a setting, especially because you know not everyone who goes to a Catholic college is indeed Catholic. So,
0: mm-hmm. yeah. Great. Yeah. I am a product of Catholic schools and Catholic college. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> you know it. Yep. Yeah.
0: So, um, let's see, how did you like did, when you wrote changing majors, did you know when you wrote it that it was going to be part of a series or what did it, you know, did you intend to have a standalone in it and it just kind of developed?
1: Yeah, I did not intend for it to be a series. Um, I really didn't have much forethought about what would happen after. I would think I was just so shocked that I got published at all. <laughs> <laughs> and um, then the question is, what's next? And I'm pretty sure while my uh, my publisher emailed me back, is this going to be a series? And I was like, yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: sure. <laughs>
0: if you want it to be... <laughs>
1: Yeah, I was like, I guess that makes my next three books pretty um, seamless. <laughs>
0: oh, that's great.
1: Yeah, so it just kind of uh, happened upon that. And I'm really glad it turned out that way, because I think it's a really fun exploration into all of our messy college years.
0: Okay, yeah, yeah, they they were messy. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. so they're there for.
0: Um, so... I I just want to give a shout out to your publisher, right? Your publisher is Bold Strokes, right?
1: Yeah, Bold Strokes Books.
0: Okay. And so on September 1st, Catching Feelings comes out on the Bold Strokes website, right?
1: That's correct. Yep.
0: And then Uh like later in the month, like around the 14th or 15th, it's available everywhere else, right?
1: Yeah, I believe it's September 13th. It's available everywhere.
0: Awesome. Okay. All right. So you heard it here first, folks.
1: We heard it here first on my first ever podcast. Sweet.
0: (laughs) So, um, Anna, you, I was reading uh, a little bit about you before I, you know, when I was getting ready to speak with you and I saw that uh, Chasing Cypress is do. It's like a pre-release right now on the Bold Strokes website. So, is that junior year?
1: That is junior year, yeah. Um, it's it's definitely going to be a pivot from sophomore year, from Catching Feelings, but I'm, I'm excited for that one as well.
0: And what is Cypress? Is that a person or?
1: Yeah, so Cypress okay. is um, the last name of the love interest, <laughs> Olivia Cypress, uh-huh. and then uh, yep. And Maggie Hyde is the protagonist and she is, uh, the oldest, um, child of the owner of one of the biggest apple orchards in North Georgia. And, um, she's legacy Alder University. Her grandfather helped establish the ag department at the university. So she's pretty ingrained into it all. And she has some, um, stubborn ideals about agriculture and life and she all she wants to do is go back home and run that family orchard but olivia cypress is kind of this free-spirited um vegan gasp to maggie's heart. <laughs> <laughs> A new student in her class that kind of turns it all upside down
0: wow that sounds great and yeah you know i have to ask then Is there going to be a senior year and have you started writing that?
1: There is definitely going to be a senior year and I have not started writing it, but I have started planning it. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to kind of pivot. Um, I'm going to take a small break from the Alder series and write my first adult contemporary romance, which that's my, um, that's what I'm currently working on. Really? After that. Yep. So I'm going to do that and then come back and finish senior year.
0: Okay. So the adult contemporary romance um, has nothing to do with the Alder series, right? Not a thing. All nope. right. There's
1: I- still a lot of wine, just like in changing majors. <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> and did you did you pitch this? to your publisher and they were like, yeah, let's do this or have you even presented it yet?
1: Yeah, so I pitched it to them. Um, I was talking to Sandy who's our senior editor at Bold Strokes and I was like, hey, um, loving the older series but <laughs> how do you feel about me taking a little break and trying something different before I jump back in? I, uh, I love... Obviously, I love Alder University and the whole series, but I think I want to have a um, a freshened outlook for when I come back for senior year. The senior year is going to be epic. Everyone's going to graduate. It's going to be fantastic. So just wanted to take a brief step away, mm-hmm. uh, see if I can write some adult romance, and then I'll be right back at it.
0: Awesome. So do you have a a date for the adult romance like when that uh should be
1: yeah so i uh, i believe that one is going to be coming out in a, about a year okay um, so next uh, yeah chasing cypress is february um and then i believe my adult contemporary is september okay of 2023
0: Great. So, Chasing Cypress comes out in February of 2023, and the Adult uh, Contemporary Romance. Do you have a, a title for that yet?
1: I do, actually. Um, so, me and Luke Dreamer had a, a good laugh about this.
0: Okay. Because
1: we picked the same title, Crush, and um, uh, actually, at GCLS, I was telling him, I was like, I at first, it was Crushed, E.D., and um Sandy uh suggested that I drop the E D so it's more of a positive connotation. I was like, that's brilliant. And uh he told me he did the exact same thing that it was supposed to be crushed and he dropped the E D too.
0: Oh, no way.
1: <laughs> oh, but he's he's so nice about it, and I think uh in the future we're probably gonna do like a uh a, a giveaway together or oh. something like that.
0: <laughs> How fun.
1: That's yeah. awesome.
0: And um, when's Luke's uh, crush Luke's, coming out? Yeah,
1: Luke's crush. It came out, I believe, last month.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Yeah. All right. Uh, I I told him I'm not reading it until after I finish my crush. Smart move. <laughs>
0: yeah, smart move. Uh, but I'm so excited to read it. It's
1: gotten some awesome reviews. So
0: oh, great, great. So um, yeah, I was wondering if like after senior year that you know I don't know if they were going to go on to grad school or something um, have you considered that
1: yeah everything's on the table I have not actually considered it but after tonight I definitely will have it in my mind Uh, um, I've got quite a handful of books on the back burner if I return to Alder it would be later and I'm not sure how but grad school is interesting I feel like You know, there's a, there's a lot of um, side characters and friends and a lot of people in this series and yeah, who knows what could happen. I'm sure they they all have a lot of places to go yet in their lives.
0: Yep. You have a lot to work with is what I'm hearing.
1: Yeah, exactly. You know, everything's a possibility for sure.
0: That's great. So your first novel then uh, was changing majors and Changing Majors was a goldie finalist.
1: Yeah, I was actually lucky enough to to take two of them home.
0: Wow, that's awesome. What were they for? What were the categories?
1: So, I got I got um debut novel nice. and also new adult.
0: Wow, fantastic. Wow. Congratulations.
1: Thank you. I'm so thrilled and grateful and totally beside myself still. <laughs> oh,
0: that's fantastic. You know, how did it feel like, you know, just coming out of the starting block, you win two Goldies?
1: Oh, man, it is. It feels incredible. (laughs) I just uh, I think like being a newbie author and even just being an author, I think a lot of us can struggle with imposter syndrome. Yeah. And um, just, you know. I mean, every step of this process, I've been sh- so shocked and happy and surprised by, like, even just finishing the book to begin with and then um, having it get picked up by Bullet Strokes Books was incredible. Um, and then, you know, having some positive feedback because a lot of newbie authors like me, like, we don't have a a giant reader base yet. We're working on it, building it up. So, like, mm-hmm. that type of positive feedback is just it's incredible and it's I feel so thankful for it and it's definitely given me um, a lot of spark and encouragement on my my new journey of being an author so it just I, I just can't tell you how grateful I am I'm just so happy about it
0: oh that's fantastic I'm happy for you
1: thank you <laughs> yeah
0: and uh, you know hopefully when people hear this podcast and hear you know, about uh, your books, you know, you'll, you'll have some more fans.
1: Yeah, that's the dream. I appreciate you. <laughs>
0: so, so Anna, has, has your life changed at all uh, since becoming a published author?
1: Yeah, I, I, it has a lot um, in so many different ways. And one, one of them, and one of my favorite ways is like, I just gained Uh, such a beautiful lovely community and Mm -hmm. felt like overnight and i just i'm so overjoyed by them i've I've made so many wonderful friends and yeah i just my life is way more full for it um is one of the ways and then another way is i well i moved I was living in Seattle with my wife for about seven years, and we moved back to where I'm from, which is Atlanta, right before the pandemic, Um, and I had to quit my job that I'd been at for about five years at the winery that I worked Mm -hmm. worked at out there, Mm -hmm. and um, I was in winemaking, and there's just not the same industry here, so I felt like I had um, a bit of loss of identity there, and kind of you know, a loss of one of my passions in in what I do. Obviously, I still drink wine, but <laughs> I writing has just filled me right back up and even more so. So Aww. it's uh, a great, turned into an awesome passion of mine and has just, yeah, changed my life for sure. I, I hope that this is what I get to do forever and I'm definitely working towards that.
0: Oh, that's wonderful. That's like yeah. that's like a a happy story.
1: Yeah, I, I think so. Yeah,
0: like out of the you know this pandemic where, you know a a lot of uh, you know a lot of people really felt a lot of losses. Um, you know you were able to to come out of that with some really positive changes in your life, um, which is unusual for that time, which is is really incredible. Good for you.
1: Yeah, definitely. I, I feel extremely lucky. Yes.
0: Nice, nice. So you mentioned your wife. So I gotta ask, does your wife beta read for you?
1: Yeah, she does. Um she she definitely helped a lot with changing majors and beta for catching feelings and not so much on chasing cypress. But she, what she's super good at is helping me work through like plot roadblocks, even if she hasn't read my manuscript yet. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll just go on a walk and she'll be like, well, why don't you just do this? And I'm like, ah, oh, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> and then like most of the books I have casually plotted for the future are, uh, are all her ideas. So <laughs> don't let me take all the credit for them. <laughs> I won't tell
0: anyone. Yeah, that's <laughs> Does. <laughs> well yeah, that's great!
1: Definitely a, a huge help for um,
0: sure. Wonderful. And and do you have other beta readers besides your wife?
1: Um, like- I don't really. Okay. Um, I yeah. I don't think I. It really occurred to me to have beta readers like the people who naturally have like read my manuscript first. Mm-hmm. Um, I I have had a couple of friends close friends who aren't authors or you know in in the industry at all but um have just like given me encouragement and a couple of tips but nothing like line edits or um big kind of editing like that Mm -hmm. I think I'm nervous to have a legitimate beta reader
0: (laughs) yeah you know a beta reader can be whatever you want it to be um it can be you know someone who not necessarily does edits but someone who's just like hey you know this doesn't seem real to me that this would happen or hey this is great great. maybe you could you know add more to this you know
1: yeah I think you're totally right and it might be something I do in the future I think I also like feel like writing my manuscript is like such a like I almost feel like I'm doing it under covers and like I think it's really hard for me before it's like super polished to like let someone read it. Yeah, uh, that isn't like legally bound to me. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I hear you.
1: <laughs> but I, I definitely think it's super useful, and maybe I will dip my toes into a beta reader one day. That was a really weird sentence. <laughs> <laughs> but
0: I'm
1: just gonna roll with it. <laughs> uh, it
0: worked. Hey.
1: <laughs> yeah. So maybe one day.
0: Okay. All right. So, um, what, uh, who are some of your own favorite authors?
1: Oh, man. I have so many. Um, I mean, I'll, I'll start with some of the BSB ones, the Bull Strokes books. Uh, Georgia Beers is probably like one of my first forays into um, lesbian romance. Melissa Braden, Radcliffe. Chris Bryant, uh, just so many awesome authors. And then Jay, uh, Erica Lee, Melina McKay. uh, I'm just, I know I'm forgetting so many others, but I've actually just uh, finished Falling by Chris Bryant and The Headmistress by Melina McKay. And I had been in a reading slump and those just reinvigorated me so much. I think I I think I messaged Melina that I wanted to steal her descriptive voice from her.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's that's quite a compliment, right? Oh yeah. yeah. I was I was very impressed, for sure. That's so great. So, um you have you met all these authors personally? Like have you been able to, you know, Meet anyone that you're in awe of?
1: Yeah, definitely. I've been super lucky to be able to meet uh, Chris Bryant, Melissa, Georgia, and Radcliffe, who I think when I met, I was just jaw dropped.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: she signed one of my uh, one of her books for me, and I just it just thrills me to be able to to write um, under someone. So prolific and outstanding as yeah. Radcliffe is, so I was definitely in awe of her. Yeah. And of course, you know Georgia Beers and Melissa Braden and Chris Bryant, just the same. Just fumbling my words like a like a fool.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm sure you weren't, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. Rat is like the grand dame of you know the industry, right?
1: Right. That's why that's why we're all here.
0: Yep. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, good for you. That's Yeah. Uh, yeah. And and did you meet everyone at, out at the uh, uh, Golden Crown Conference?
1: Yeah, so I had um, originally met um, a lot of them at Provincetown at, at Women's Week. Oh, yeah. Uh, but that was Oct- the October before changing majors came out, and no one knew who I was, and I just kind of inserted myself, I think. Uh, Morgan Lee Miller was there, and I made her be my friend and introduced (laughs) me to everyone, and I'm so glad I went because that was the beginning of all of these friendships and um, getting to go to the Golden Crown Literary Society uh, conference this summer in Albuquerque just really solidified all of those friendships and uh, was just a fabulous time. And even though I miss them all so much right now, I get to see most of them again um, in five or six weeks at Provincetown. It's been a wild year. <laughs>
0: awesome. So you're going up to P-Town for Women's Week again?
1: Going up to P-Town, and I absolutely cannot wait.
0: Awesome. Well, have fun. I'm,
1: yes. Yeah.
0: Yes. I'm jealous. I uh, oh, won't be able yeah, to make it this year. But Were
1: you there last year?
0: No, I no, it was, uh, I think, because of COVID and everything. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah,
1: it was still pretty pretty risky. I mean, it still is, I reckon.
0: Yeah, yeah, I know. I, so many people I know are like, oh, I just had COVID. And I'm like, "God, oh, geez. It's, it's...
1: Yeah, I thought I was going to be, um thought I was never going to get it. And right when I got cocky about it earlier this summer, I, I got it.
0: <laughs> oh, no. Did you have like well, bad symptoms?
1: No, I mean, I felt pretty sick, but I feel like I've been sicker in the last two years than I was with COVID. So I was very lucky. Wow.
0: That's good. Yeah. Well, I'm still a COVID virgin. So.
1: Oh, congratulations. Thanks. I, I hope I, it that way for you. I
0: know. Me too. I think there's, I was just reading, there's only like 15% of the population that hasn't had it or something like that, or maybe that's just in the United States. I forget, but
1: yeah, I, I mean, that honestly sounds like high or yeah. High to me. I I feel like there'd be like 3% that hasn't gotten it. It's like, it, it just got everyone this summer. I feel like.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. We did it. We, we have some family members who are immunocompromised. So we uh, really yeah. try to, you know, just maintain distance and and wear a mask. And sometimes still, I'll wear a mask if I go into, you know, like a crowded place. So, for
1: sure, for sure. Well, maybe next year for P town.
0: Yeah, I'm hoping. I'm Fingers hoping crossed. for sure. Yeah, yeah. So, Anna, what do you do when you're not writing?
1: Oh, when I'm not writing, um, well, for work, I work at a local distillery here. I bartend. Um, and then I help them bottle over at the warehouse. So it kind of fills the wine world hole a little bit. I'm learning a lot more about spirits and distilling, which I also really love. Well, um, what are you
0: making? like?
1: Um, so over there, uh, they make bourbon, vodka, gin, and like a lemon ginger liqueur. Wow. Uh, yeah. So it's definitely fun learning a lot. Um, and. I, uh, I'm drinking wine. I still have (laughs) all of my wine here. So I I keep, you know, um, honing that hobby as well. I have lots of books and, um, and then beyond alcohol, (laughs) (laughs) I, I like to hang out with my wife and we have a big fluffy German shepherd who we like to force to take walks because he is getting old and grumpy. Yeah. And he is less interested in walks these days, but, um, got to keep him strong. I want him to live forever. So he has a lot of work to do.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, he's a big boy, but yeah, I like to walk around the local trails and, uh, I just, I love to go out to eat. So I try to save my money so I can take myself out on fancy dates and i guess my wife sarah can
0: come too i'm sure she appreciates that (laughs) yeah yeah for sure so um you know you've met a lot of authors like established authors and even you know in in college and what did you major in like english or creative writing in college
1: Oh man, no, not at all. I, I honestly hated writing; like what? it was my least favorite part about school, um, which is pretty ironic. I, I feel like if you would have told me I was going to be an author, I would have been like, "Oh, please!" Like literally anything else, I don't want to <laughs> write all day. Um, I I actually majored. Well, I changed my majors a couple of times okay. <laughs> fittingly so and <laughs> I majored in agriculture actually wow. um my degree is in fruit and, veg- and vegetable production
0: <laughs> wow and, uh,
1: I chose that degree because I already knew that back then I wanted to be a winemaker and I thought that was um the best degree to get me to that point, but I went to college in Alabama, so i must, I mostly learned about how to grow peaches and pecans.
0: <laughs> how about that? That's that's unique. That's pretty cool.
1: Yeah. So that's uh. So I have some background for chasing cypress in the agriculture world for sure. Hmm.
0: Have you have you read any of um, yeah, Aurora Ray's books?
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, I meant to add Aurora Ray to all my lists, too. Yes. Oh, man. Recipe for love. I'm going to uh, tell her you
0: forgot about her.
1: Oh, my gosh. No, don't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the, oh, the in, oh, what's it called? The Inn at Netherfield Place oh, with the, yeah. the gin distiller. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Yeah, we have a lot of similar interests, for sure.
0: And she has uh the whole, uh, uh the hard-pressed and... Like that's coming out.
1: Yeah, I'm so excited to read that one for yeah, sure. It's great. She, uh, she's awesome and she's helped me out a lot. I uh, I was doing. I am still doing a little TikTok series where I make cocktails um, after um, authors or for authors. Oh, really? my little cocktails, and it's pretty fun. And I'm gonna do one for her. She sent me some bitters from Louisiana that I'm gonna use in her cocktail. So, oh, cool! Like that.
0: that's so cool. Awesome. Good yeah. deal. Good deal. Good for you. So, uh, so having met all these distinguished authors, and and maybe I don't know in school somewhere, um, someone maybe gave you some advice. But but what's the best writing advice anyone? has ever given to you
1: well i i loved uh, one of georgia beers' tiktoks uh recently was her advice for newbie authors um and i i got it recently but i will always have it in my head because it is to the point and she says just sit your ass in the chair and write <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's <laughs> like, so true
1: i think like you know that's that's the one thing you have to do is just sit your ass in the chair and write because that's, that's it. Like whether you're a plotster or a pantser or whatever, um, you just got to get into your routine. And, uh, I lo- that's, that's how I do it. Like I, I, try to write at the same time every morning with my same coffee. And, uh, when I sit down, it's just kind of like muscle memory.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's great. <laughs> just-
1: I just got to get there.
0: So you're a pretty disciplined person then.
1: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, with writing, I am. Okay, <laughs> It's like the one thing in my life that I'm pretty disciplined with, for sure. I'm never organized, but I just, I just kind of put together my little writing nook and I've got my whiteboard and it's really neat right now and I have like highlighters, which is just I don't think I've ever owned a highlighter.
0: <laughs>
1: I even have post-it notes. I don't know who I've become, but yeah, I guess I am disciplined when it comes to writing. You're, I think like, you have to be.
0: You're turning um, into a writer.
1: Turning into a writer. And I think, I think I'm going to try to write three books next year. Wow. Guess, so I definitely need to be um, on top of it. So.
0: That, is, that is ambitious.
1: I know, I'm really scared, but I just, I really want to make this work and, um, you know, why not go for it?
0: Good for you. Go for the gusto.
1: I'm just going to jump right in. <laughs>
0: right. And and where might we find these Georgia Beards TikToks?
1: Uh, so she, I think she's just maybe Georgia Beards books.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Um, she also reposts them to her Facebook and Instagram stories.
0: Okay. I'll so
1: even if you don't have a TikTok, I think you can watch them through those platforms as well.
0: All right. I'll have to check those out.
1: Yeah. And Melissa Braden also. She has awesome TikToks. She's just hilarious. She is. I've
0: seen some of hers. Yeah. I yeah. had I had the two of them together on my show uh, earlier this year. Um,
1: oh, that's awesome. I got to listen to that one.
0: Yeah. It was like, uh, I think it was the, the Valentine's day special so
1: oh oh awesome yeah that's perfect
0: yeah yeah Queens. yep definitely yeah so so anna do you have any parting words for our listeners
1: oh yeah i think i would say sit your butt in the chair <laughs> <laughs> the metaphorical chair right of whatever you're doing um uh, no, but also, I—it's just been such a pleasure to be on this podcast. And uh, if you uh, fancy, please go check out Catching Feelings. I know everyone's going through a league of their own, re- their own withdrawals. And uh yeah. got some softball for you to, to ease your pain. So
0: <laughs> nice, nice. So it's called Catching Feelings. It comes out Thursday, September first, and it's available through Bold Strokes Books at their website. And then on September thirteenth, it is available everywhere you buy your books.
1: Yep, that's correct.
0: Awesome. We can't wait to to read it.
1: Yeah, I, I hope you all like it. I think it's my favorite one so far that oh, I've written. So. Sweet, sweet. Yeah.
0: Well, thank you so much, Anna, for being on the show. Um, you know, it's been really amazing to talk to you. Um, a, really a pleasure. Um, this is Anna hartnett Um and uh, that's all the time we have for today. And I'm Anita Kelly, and thanks for joining Liz Talk About Books, baby. So until next time, may your journey be lighthearted, peace be plenty, and stay safe, folks.